Welcome to the Better Eye Health Podcast with Damon P. Miller II, MD. This particular podcast is an excerpt from the weekly conference calls. Dr. Miller focuses on different topics connected to the Better Eye Health program. The topic of this session is wet and dry macular degeneration are the same disease. Here is Dr. Miller. Today I wanted to talk just a bit about uh, revisit something we've talked about, but it's been well over a year, which is about wet versus dry macular degeneration. Um, and I get a lot of questions about this, and, and part of those, some of those questions come from the fact that often the ophthalmologists are a little um, unclear in how they discuss this. So I, I want to just start by saying, um, just to be clear, very early on in this talk, that wet and dry macular degeneration are both the same problem. They're both the same disease. Um, the, if you have macular degeneration and it progresses to a point where you have uh, enough degeneration, then you can have leaking and bleeding into your eye, and that would make it now wet, which the official term for that is exudative. Uh, exudative means leaking. So the uh, the analogy I like to use, it's a different problem entirely, but it's one that people are often familiar with, is something like diabetes. So if you have advanced diabetes, one of the complications of that is that you have poor circulation in your legs, and you may get a, a wound, and it won't heal, and so now you have a non-healing sore on your leg. But the problem is still diabetes. It's just a complication of diabetes, and the same is true with the eye. If you have a degenerative disease in your eye, and this is usually true mostly with macular degeneration, you can see it some in Stargardt's and rarely in retinitis pigmentosa. But one of the things that degenerates, it isn't just the, the complicated neural cells. It's not the, the neuro, what are called neuroepithelial cells. Those are the nerve cells responsible for vision. Those are not the only thing to degenerate the structural components of the eye and the blood vessels, they all break down too. And so you can get, you know, we heard one person announce that they have a tear in their retina. Having structural things happen, damage happen in the retina is very common with these diseases. So, and they have all kinds of names, uh, macular tears, macular puckers, macular holes, buckles, um, thinning. And they're really all the same thing, even though, they're given different names, it's all just structural breakdown of the retina. And, but the vessels, because they also degenerate, one of the complications of that is that you have now poor circulation to the eye. And the eye has a need for blood greater than any other tissue in the body. The eye uses a lot of blood flow. It needs a lot of blood flow to function well. And so even a little bit of decrease in that blood flow compromises the eye. Now, the body doesn't like tissues to be hungry for blood. It has ways that it deals with that. So if there's not enough blood flow to make the eye happy, then the first thing that happens is that little tiny vessels called capillaries that are only supposed to carry a little bit of blood, they dilate to try and let more blood into the eye. And if the condition goes on long enough, the eye actually grows new vessels 
into the eye. And that's called uh, neovascularity, or it's got all kinds of words, but neo meaning new vascularity vessels. So new vessels, and that is um, how the body tries to compensate for the fact that there's not enough bleeding, I mean, not enough blood flow. But these new vessels that the body builds and those small vessels that dilate to carry more blood, those are rather fragile and they're prone to leak and bleed. And so one of the tests that's done is uh, an actual angiogram. They put a kind of fluorescent dye into your body and they can see the vessels themselves in the eye and they see a tangle of these new vessels. And so often the first thing that happens if they do that test is the eye doctor will see this neovascularity and they know that that's, those are vessels that are prone to leak and bleed. And so they used to do a lot of things to try and destroy those small vessels, and thankfully they don't do that anymore because it didn't work very well and it did a lot of damage. Now mainly what they do is they inject drugs into the eye to try and block that new vessel formation, that block that neovascularity. And those are the drugs like Hylia and Avastin, and Lucentis. They're all pretty similar, very, very similar drugs. Um, and, and they do a pretty good job of blocking the um, formation of those new vessels, but there's, there's a downside to that. And I'll talk about that in a second, but I just want to come back and say that the, um, what I started out with, these are wet macula, macula degeneration and dry macula degeneration are the same diagnosis, the same disease. So if you have wet macular degeneration, it always started out as dry macular degeneration. It's just that maybe nobody diagnosed it. But the first time anybody knew there was a problem is because you had a leak or a bleed. Um, and the treatments that are done, when they talk about treatments, if you Google treatment for macular degeneration, you'll see a lot of things on the internet. But all that they're talking about are these drugs that treat the complications. And that's important to remember, these drugs don't treat the disease. They don't, they're not done to make your vision any better. And in fact, they won't make your vision any better. They're simply done to try and prevent the formation of those new vessels so you don't have leaking and bleeding because the leaking and bleeding can be a bit destructive and it can cause damage to the eye. And so that's, it's not a bad thing to do. But uh, before, I, before I talk about why about the downsides of those injections, I just want to kind of bring it back to the program that you're all doing. The reason you're on this call is you're doing the Better Eye Health program. And one of the things that happens with the Better Eye Health program, you're doing a number of things that, number one, improves circulation. The color therapy improves circulation. The acu-eye points improve circulation. The exercises improve circulation. The microcurrent stimulation improves circulation. And even some of the supplements that we use improve circulation. And so, and they don't supercharge your circulation. They, they heal it. They bring it back to normal. So you have a condition that's prone to leak and bleed, but we're not pumping up your circulation. We're merely trying to return it to normal because the formation of those abnormal vessels came as the result of a stress, and that stress was the poor circulation in the eye that was a consequence of the degeneration. So if we improve circulation, we remove that stress, and the body feels less need to make new vessels, 
and that takes the stress off in terms of uh, the setup that leads to the leaking and bleeding. Now, the um, healing that occurs with this goes further because it actually helps new vessels to grow. So there are a number of things that in the long run lead to actual healing in the eye with this program. That takes time, but it'll happen if you stay with it. And the, um, you know, when we did our first 120 patients, you know, so there have been many studies that have looked at data for this uh, procedure. And I'm going to be talking in the future. There are some newer studies that have been done mostly in Europe um, that have been looking just at microcurrent stimulation and its um, value, and they're showing that it is of great value. But uh, we'll talk about those studies on a later call because people always like data. Um, they like to know that there's doctors looking at this and saying, yes, this is real, this, yes, this works. But the data that we did just from compiling information on how people did that we were treating, the data that Grace collected and that I collected, um, showed that this program worked very well for both wet and dry macular degeneration. In fact, in the 120 patients that I kept careful data on, the first ones that I treated, the people with wet macular degeneration actually did better than the people with dry. They, I saw a higher percentage of people with wet show improvement. Um, now, you know, people ask, if I start doing this program, will and they've already had bleeding, will they bleed again? And I can't really answer that. I can't make a promise about that because one of the greatest risk factors, the best predictor that you're going to bleed is the fact that you've bled before. <clears throat> and so there are people who've started this program that do have continued problems with leaking and bleeding for a while, but most people, if they stay with the program and do what we ask them to do, the leaking and bleeding do eventually slow down and stop. And I just want to finish. Uh, this has been kind of a long talk today. I'm sorry about that. But I want to talk about why you don't want to just do the shots. Um, yes, the shots do help stop the leaking and bleeding. The shots do not treat the underlying disease. The shots are not intended to improve your vision. And so I've talked with a lot of people who somehow had it in their mind that this was a treatment, because they call it a treatment. This was a treatment, and then they're very disappointed that their vision continues to decline, even though they're getting these shots every, every month or every couple of months. And there's actually been some data, um, and if you go back, there's actually a lot of data. The, the drugs that are now injected directly into the eye were originally, people were trying to use them uh, orally, and then they were using them intravenously. And really, it wasn't until they started injecting them directly in the eye that they did much good at all. But the downside of it was something that's been seen whether they're given orally, intravenously, or directly injected into the eye. And that is that these drugs do what they're supposed to do. They block that formation of new vessels. And I just offer you this as a way to think about this. The body is growing those new vessels, the ones that are prone to leak and bleed and that do cause a little bit of problem if they leak and bleed. The body is growing those new vessels to try and compensate for a problem, trying to compensate for the problem of poor circulation in the back of the eye, in the retina. And it's an imperfect solution because these vessels are abnormal and prone to leak and bleed, but, it's, but it also does what it's supposed to do. It does improve blood flow to the retina. And if you block that, 
with these drugs, which are very effective at blocking the formation of those new vessels, you're basically a, an eye that was growing new vessels because it was starved for blood flow, now is starved for blood flow, and there's no help in sight. And what happens is that the eye cells just start to die off in the back of the eye. And the way that you can see that without waiting for someone to die and doing an autopsy, the way you can see that is as you do the 3D ultrasounds of the eye, you see over time, as you do more and more shots, you see thinning of the retina and you see decrease in vision. Visual acuity and other things fall off. And so there is a consequence to doing these shots, which is that they give you some short-term benefit, but in the long run, they tend to lead to uh, further decline in your vision and the health of your eye. So it's not a good long-term solution. But if, as far as first aid, if you're having leaking and bleeding, you know, if, if someone calls me and the reason they've called, the reason they found us is that they're a little panicked. They've been told they have leaking and bleeding. They're seeing a dramatic decrease in their vision. I might still recommend that they have a shot or two because they have a real problem that needs to be dealt with quickly. And the shots are the best way of doing that. And then I would suggest that they undertake a program like the Better Eye Health Program, which is a way to actually treat the underlying disease, deal with the problem at the root of the problem, and hopefully need fewer or no shots in the future. Um, but sometimes that first aid is necessary, and I'm glad it's there. Tune in for more podcasts and other presentations. Go to www.bettereyehealth.com. There is hope for sight.